Hebrews 3, starting with verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him, who appointed him, just as Moses was also faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house, if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting and our hope. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. On the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Father, today as we open your word and we dive into the nourishment that we find here, Lord, I pray that you would refresh our soul today. You would remind us of where true rest comes from. Lord, I thank you for, for all those out there who, who take on with joy the role of motherhood whatever that may look like. We, we, we thank you for their sacrifice. And Lord, today I pray they can find value in your word, that they will be able to see the, the truth that lies herein. Lord, would you encourage them today to know that true rest comes from you. And Lord, may all who hear this today find rest in Christ Jesus our Lord. In your most holy name. Amen. Guys, as we have been studying through Hebrews, we're getting this beautiful picture of, of what it is to be a believer, of, of core beliefs that we can't skim over. We, we, we can't skim over these facts. And, 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 the, and the fact of the matter is, is that Christ is over all things, that Christ is supreme. And that, that theme is carrying over into this week, into how we apply it to our lives. The writer here in Hebrews starts off chapter 3 with the word, therefore. He's, he's continuing the thought, and he's taking what we've learned in the first two chapters, and now he's showing how we need to apply it now in our life. 
to live a life that's blessed and, and, and truly where we need to be as believers in Christ Jesus. And he tells us there to consider Jesus. And there's, there's three points I want us to, to mark out. I know a lot of you are note takers. And so the three points I want us to look at this morning is, first, consider Jesus. The second point we're going to be looking at this morning is, know the worth of Jesus. And the third, find rest in Jesus. So today we're going to be looking at this idea of considering Jesus, of knowing the worth of Jesus, and then finding rest in Jesus. And when you look at this word consider, the, the original Greek word for, for consider was maybe a little deeper than we're used to. This is not consider as, you know, when you're standing in line at McDonald's or something. You're considering what you're going to eat. This is a deeper meaning that, that we find here in the Word the, than what we're used to. Consider in the original Greek could be defined as this, fixing our attention on the message of the gospel. Fixing our attention on the message of the gospel. Therefore, consider Jesus since you know who Jesus is, since we've laid out in, in beautiful fashion in two chapters here who Jesus is, consider him. Think on him. Don't just look to him, but also apply who he is in your life. You see, the true definition that we see of consider is not just to see, but that's part of it, Sure. But I thought of three words that kind of sum up what it means to consider. See, observe, and know. See, observe, and know. We need to look to Jesus, right? But we also, we need to observe. We need to, to deeply watch his work. Not just to see it, but to observe it with a heart that you're wanting to learn so that you can know. So we see, we observe, we know. This is this idea that since we know who Jesus is, now let us consider Jesus. And this can be revolutionary for you in your life. In our current situation, going through you know, unsure times in our, in our world, if we are a people who spend more time considering Jesus, we won't be so aggravated. We won't be so stressed out, filled with anxiety. We, we will find something in Christ that we're not going to find in the world, and that is hope. That is hope. And so we consider, we fix our attention solely on Jesus, and in that moment, we don't just look, but we observe in a, in a, in a studious fashion, and then we know. It's the joy in reading the Bible with other believers. It's the joy in coming to church. It's the joy in, in having your own time of devotion where you sit down and you read the Word of God. And, and now that you know this stuff, you go out and you apply it. You use this in your life. And what's interesting is a lot of times we, we start our days in, in a rush. 
we're late. <laughs> we slept too long. But when you're looking here, that first hour of your day should be a time in which you are considering Jesus. That when you are going through the hardest times of your life, you should be considering Jesus. When you become a person who has opportunity <coughs> to, to take the gospel to someone that you know, you consider Jesus, you, you look to him you observe him and you know him. And so any situation that you may face in life, considering Jesus is going to change it. It's going to change the way you behave. It's going to change the way that, that you view it. Your attitude will be substantially changed. And it's not because it's some type of positive thought mentality. But guys, here's what it really is. It's living in the power of Jesus. It's living in what he wants and desires for us. This mentality will keep us from sinking into despair. It will keep us from sinking into sin. It will keep us on a path that is glorifying God. And truly, today we know that He deserves all praise and all glory. And so we consider Jesus today. Consider who he is. Don't forget who he is. That's the way your day should start. That's the way your day should go. That is the way that your day should end. Moving on to the second point, know the, the worth of Jesus. Know the worth of Jesus. In verse 3, the, the writer prompts us to, to know the worth of Jesus, and it's more than even the glory of Moses. It's more than Moses. And, and, and understand, this, this book is called Hebrews, so no doubt there are people of the Hebrew lineage who are reading this. And, and he knows his audience, and, and a lot of them, they view, really viewed Moses as like probably the greatest person who ever lived. And, and honestly, the, the Jewish rabbis of the time, they, that's how they viewed Moses. They, and even today, they view Moses as the greatest man who ever lived. They view Abraham as the greatest man who ever lived. I mean, you could go on through the, the, the lineage here, but Jesus is greater than all of these. He's, he's greater than any of them. Moses was a great example of faith, but Jesus is God's son. Jesus is the fruition of all of God's work. And through him, we have life today. And so we need to know the worth of Jesus. He's not just a historical figure, but rather he is someone who, who through him we can have life. Through him we can have peace. And, and what we're talking about today, through him we have that ultimate rest. He's not just a, a point in history. He's not just a person that you, you know by name or by time error that he lived in, but, but rather Jesus is someone that you see, that you observe and study, and someone that you intimately know. And today we need to know the worth of Jesus. I really believe that during this time, we're learning that even in tough times that we can grow closer to Jesus. As a we read in Lamentations last week that, you know, every morning God's mercies are brand new. And that even applies during 
pandemics, <laughs> that we have this new love, this new mercy every morning afforded to us. And it's in times like this, I believe, that we find that, that God is able to prune that stuff in our life that we don't need, that stuff that's unhealthy and, and pointless. More than likely, when we all are able to come back together as, as a body in physical form here in this building, and we're able to sing praises to our God in these, these pews, there may be some things that change because we understand what really matters. What really matters. I've, I've talked with a lot of believers in Jesus about what their churches have found out what really matters there. And, and it's, it's the reading of the Word of God, the study of the Word of God. It's the worship of the Word of God. And it's the fellowship of the saints. That's what really matters. It's not all the programming. That stuff can help. But it's not the most important thing. And all of those really point back to knowing the worth of Jesus. If we understand exactly how precious the blood of Jesus was upon the cross, then I believe we can live our life in, in a much healthier fashion. In a much healthier fashion. You and I can be better through this. We can look back and say, you remember when we only met online? But the thing is, We've got to carry that forward with us. It's that seeing, observing, knowing. And again, it's not just knowing here, but it's knowing in such a way that you use it. It's like when you find an easier way to do something in life, you do it that way, don't you? And I really believe that when we find out knowing Jesus, that, that his, his presence in our life makes us who we need to be, we should carry on with that that line of thoughts. And so we consider Jesus, we know the worth of Jesus. In his book, The Prophets, Abraham Heschel, he is a, uh, a Jewish theologian. And he talks about the, his definition of the Jewish God. This God of Abraham and Moses. And, and, and so I, I thought it was interesting because his definition of God is, is so good. Abraham says this. He says, The God of Israel is a God who loves, a God who is known to and is concerned with man. He not only rules the world in the majesty of his might and wisdom, but reacts intimately in the events of history. I love that definition of, of who God is. He's, he's a God who interacts in history. He interacts in the affairs of the world. He's not just a clockmaker God who just kind of got everything all cranked up and going and then stepped back and is just letting stuff go. But no, he is involved. And we cannot know that unless we consider who he is through his son Jesus. We cannot know that unless we know the worth of who he is through his son Jesus. We can't know these things. And what the writer in Hebrews is doing for us through this study, we're understanding that everything's kind of being put into perspective. The definition from, 
from Abraham here. It, it's beautiful because it, it talks about who God is, but, but let's not just stop with that definition. Let's remember that he is involved, and because he's involved, he sent Jesus. He is a God who loves. He is a God who is aware of suffering in the world, but he's also a God who sent his son, Jesus, for our sins. And today, it is to our benefit when we consider Jesus on the regular. That it becomes like a habit for you and I to consider Jesus in all things. Not just in the morning. That's great. We need that first hour of the day is important. But you consider Jesus in the way that you treat people, the way that you speak, the way that you spend your time. You consider Jesus and you know his worth. Don't take his worth for granted. Don't take the, the mercies of God for granted. Remember, it was precious blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary. Today, you and I walk in freedom because of what he did at the, on that cross. Because of what he did. I guess you can say, as we're reading through this, it's definitely God pruning. It's God putting a new perspective in our minds. What matters is that we have the word. What matters is that we have communion with God. What matters is that we have uh, this, this host of people around us who are also believers and we love each other and the world knows that we're Christians not because of our, our churches or our programs, but they know we're Christians because of our love for each other and for the people around us, for the world. And it's impossible for us to have that kind of love if we don't consider Jesus, if we don't truly understand his worth. There in the last few verses that we, that we read this morning in Hebrews, it's, a, it's actually a, a passage of scripture that you read out of Psalm 95. If you want to go ahead and turn to Psalm 95, I wanted to read through that because I thought, man, this is a great way just to wrap up what we're talking about this morning. You moms out there listening, you want some rest, here's your rest. It's found in Jesus. It's found in Him alone. There is no other place that we can find rest such as this. This perspective-changing talk we're having this morning, I pray that it, it just reverberates around our community or, or wherever it is that you're listening Pray that it changes everything that you do, that, that this idea of revival happening, it's going to happen when we get this right. This, this revival in which people around the world are changes, it's going to happen with, when God's people truly consider Jesus, when we truly know the worth of Jesus. And in that time, we're going to find rest. Psalm 95, I love this first part. And this is the message that we get from the Word of God. I cannot wait for this to come true here in a few weeks when we all are able to come back together. Psalm 95, verse 1, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. How many of y'all want to sing together again? I miss that. Let us sing together to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. I cannot wait until this place reverberates with the praises of his people. 
and not for my benefit, but because he deserves it. Verse 3, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry lands. I want you to think for a moment today. This is that idea of what we're talking of in Hebrews. The, the very truth of the matter is that we need to consider who God is. We need to consider who Jesus is. We need to know the worth. Our God holds the depths of the earth, not in his plural hands, but in his singular hands. That's, it's big, it'd be big enough for me if he, if he could hold the depths of the, of the earth in both hands, but it says in his hands. God holds all things. And so he alone is worthy of our praise, and, and when we have a call to, to come together and to worship him, that's important, but we'll never get there unless we consider who he is. If we're always focused on ourselves or we're always focused on the outside situation church let us come together and be a people who are focused upon our God through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit there in verse 6 he goes on he says oh come let us worship and bow down let us kneel before the Lord our maker for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. This passage is, is so beautiful because it, it's this idea of people coming together and worshiping God in a right manner. But then you get to verse 8. Look at verse 8. Do not harden your hearts as Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness. When your fathers put me to the test. You heard this before in Hebrews, right? Let's repeat this again. And he put me to the proof through, uh, though they had seen my work. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their hearts. And they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter rest. I see those words and, and they hurt me. And, and I know this, may, this passage of scripture, it's kind of negative, right? These people are not going to get rest. But, but for a person who considers Jesus, a person who knows the worth of Jesus, that person will find rest because this doesn't apply to you. The, the, the words that hurt me here, it says that these people, they go astray in their heart. Where's, where's your heart today? What is the condition of your heart? Does your heart only desire to glorify God? Because in that state, if you're a person who's living to please God, you will find rest. You will find rest. The people that roamed in the desert, they... <laughs> They, they couldn't find rest. God wanted them to have rest, but they couldn't find it because their hearts were hardened against him. There in verse 8, it says, don't harden your hearts. Guys, during this time, don't harden your hearts to God. Don't, don't just become someone who, who, who 
says, well, God's not listening or God's not involved. No, God is involved. If you will just take time to consider him, to consider all that you've been taught, to consider who he is and to know his worth, you will find rest. You will find rest. As a church, when we come back together here in a short amount of time, good Lord willing, As we have gone through this, I pray that we are people who really come back rested because we've we found out the key to living a successful life. And it's not money, and it's not prestige, and it's not big mega churches. It's in knowing Jesus. It's in getting in deep in his word and studying it, considering it in such a way that you are seeing, observing, and knowing. May we be a people who are not just guilty of that, but we're guilty of applying it and taking it wherever we may go. And as we come together, may we all be adamant about being a people of prayer a people of study, and a people of fellowship. As good as this technology has been for us during this time, this is not God's plan for his church, that, that you worship only from home. Plug in somewhere. Be a part of God's work with a group of people somewhere. And find the rest that only comes through knowing Jesus. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, your words have spoken today. I pray that I, I can step out of the way and just let your Holy Spirit move in miraculous ways. God, would you help us to consider Jesus today and every day? Would you help us to be a people who, who truly know the value of your son Jesus? That life only comes through him. Lord, may we find rest in knowing you today. Bring rest to the weary mothers who may be listening. Lord, to the others who are, who are listening that need rest. Lord, Father, would you, just, would you just work with them? Let your word just wash over them and encourage them in these times. And God, if there be anyone who does not know you as their Savior, God, may they know that your will is for them to be saved. They would just believe in their hearts confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, they will be saved. God, would you, would you speak to them in this moment and may they reach out to someone and tell them what you've done today. Thank you for being a God who loves. Thank you for the rest that comes through you in your name. Amen. Mm-hmm.